Good morning. You know, I, I like to to be challenged. I, I like when people say, "Hey, I have a challenge for you." Uh, well, n- I'm not that excited when someone in the youth group comes with that idea, because normally that's uh, uh, a little bit uh, crazy. Um, however, a couple of weeks ago, uh, somebody said, "Okay, I'm going to challenge you for something," and I said, "Okay, go, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm not afraid. I- I'm afraid now, but." Uh, um, that person said, I dare you to preach the shortest sermon of the year. <laughs> and then and I was like, um, okay, uh, I'm going to try. I, I can't promise, but I'm going to try. So I'm not promising anything, but I'm going to try. Um, this story that we just read is extremely powerful. And I really love it. By the way, this story, it's one of the, the most like uh, controversial stories for people that don't believe in Christianity. Um, and I'm not going to go deeper into this. just wanted to mention to you that some people uh, think that this is not a, like, a historic fact. And you might hear this sometimes at school or college. Uh, but for me, my perspective, my study, I, I, I can see this, this part, this, uh, this section as one of the most powerful stories when we talk about the gospel. And I want to share basically uh, three main points, the three main applications for our life based on this story that we just um, read. Uh, the, the first one is this. I don't know how many of you have this problem that, that I have. Uh, maybe, well, okay, let, let, me, let me just clarify this. I'm the problem, okay? So, because I don't want misunderstandings after um, what I'm about to say, but uh, I'm the problem with this, but Here's the situation. I don't know if you know that sometimes you're talking to people, you're explaining things to them, and they respond, but basically uh, they're not there. They're still sleeping. So in the morning when I wake up, it's like, just like this. I wake up, it's like a switch, it's like turn on, and it's like I'm ready. I don't need any time like to process the day. Like No, I'm, I'm ready. So I, I wake up and then and, and, and I immediately I'm like, I have to do something, I have to do something, I have to do something. So in that process, in that process, I, I make the, the, the wrong decision of talking to my wife and explaining to her the day and the plan and, and, and ideas that I have in my mind. It's just like ideas that they come to my mind. I, I can't do anything. And so I'm like, okay, um, Carla, so this is what we're going to do. And uh, we wanna, I want to go here and then this. Oh, and do you remember about the situation? Okay, so this is we're going Are you ready? Are we on the same page? And she's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. So I'm excited because now she understands the plan and I'm ready. So then we're living, we're having lunch or breakfast or it, it can be anything. Just a conversation while driving. And then it's like, okay, so, as I said before, we're going to go here, here, and here. She's like, wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about? So what do you mean? You didn't mention anything. I'm your wife, and I like for them things to be like said to me. It's like, yeah, I did. I told you that. No, you didn't. Yes. Yes, I did. And then we have this beautiful situation, a holy argument. And, um, and then she's like, well, that's, it's your mistake. Because I was still sleeping. Yeah, but you said yes. That, that It doesn't matter. But some people, they, they, they say yes. They do things. They even walk. 
but they're still sleeping. So, my first point is based on this, because here is the main problem. That we have a lot of people still sleeping when facing the real situations in life. And the problem is that we're going through different stations and situations and circumstances around us, but we're still sleeping. We're not reacting. As you can see, the angel comes two times to tell Joseph, Hey, wake up. You have to wake up. Yes, he was sleeping, obviously, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is to understand that if we walk in the real situations of life still sleeping, we're going to be totally lost. We're going to be completely uh, missing the point. We're going to be missing the revelation that the Lord wants to to, to bring to us. And, and the main situation here, brothers and sisters, is this. In life, just like we saw with Jesus, Joseph, and Mary, in life, we are going to be facing situations that we do not expect at all. This is the last Sunday of the decade. This is the last Sunday of the year. And I want to tell you something. I want to challenge you right now to wake up. I want to challenge you right now to really understand where are you at at this moment. What station of life are you facing? The circumstances that you face, they're not determine your identity. And the main problem is that when we are going through difficult times, when we are going through suffering, instead of reacting uh, uh, the proper way, we're just missing the point. In fact, let, let me correct that. That's, that's the situation that we are reacting and not responding. To react is one thing and to respond is a different thing. The angel comes to Joseph and says, Hey, wake up. So, what would happen if I do that to Carla? Say, Hey, wake up. Oh, that, that would be a terrible idea. Probably she's going to react. She's going to be like, Oh, maybe she does that to me. I'll be like, No, what's going on? Hey, are we going to die? Hey, because I'm reacting. I'm reacting. But when you respond to things in life, you understand that faith is based on obedience. But obedience is not about memorizing the Bible or knowing this or knowing that. It's hearing God's voice for your life. So, we need to stop reacting in life all the time. Oh, this is going to happen. Oh, no. What are we going to do? I'm going to panic right now. No. What if I, if I lose my job? What if this happens? And then we start panicking. And reacting for things that still don't happen. But when we respond in obedience, we understand and our perspective is completely changed. So be aware of the station of life you are going through right now. Don't be sleeping. Because you're going to miss the instruction. You're going to miss the voice of the Lord telling you, Hey, the plans and the things that I have for you are bigger than your circumstances. They're bigger than what you're facing right now. Think about Jesus, Joseph and Mary. It's a baby. And we celebrate Christmas with joy and oh yes, because we had a Messiah and we, we have this King coming back. And Christmas, Christmas is a time of celebration for us, but it was not a time of celebration for them at that time. This guy, Herod, he was like, wait, what? Who, who's going to take my place? A baby? I'm going to kill that baby. He's scared about a baby. Well, I cannot complain about that because, yeah, some people, they're scared about babies too. Um, but he was like, a baby's going to take my place? 
He's going to grow and then he's going to... No, I'm not going to allow this. So think about Joseph and Mary now. Like somebody wants to kill your baby. What do you do? You do what you have to do. No matter what. And that's what they did. That's my second point. It's not only about being awake. It's not only about understanding the situations and the stations that you are at right now. But it's also about pushing through with faith. So, when the angel comes and says, Joseph, wake up. This is the instruction and you have to do this. He was not like, no, we're not, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not, look. Mary, come here, let's talk about this. So, an angel came last night and then he told me that we have to go to this land that we don't know because somebody is going to... Well, do we have other options, Joseph? Mary, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's kind of hard, right? Yeah, no, I mean, you know what? The angel is telling us this, but we know this place better than him. Let's just stay here. Think about everything was happening in their minds. Somebody's trying to kill the baby. They're going to a place they don't know. They're going through a path that it was just completely like dangerous. And it was, it was bad. With the baby, it was bad. But again, they decided to obey. And this is the lesson for us in 2020. The second challenge for you. In 2020, be an overcomer and not a quitter. Because the main problem we have when we face situations in life is that we want to quit immediately. This is too much. And then we create excuses and we create uh, this uh, uh, complete like you know, idea that it's, it's impossible. But let me tell you something. It's not about what you're going through. It's about the one who's walking with you. It's not about what you're going through right now. It's about the one who's calling you. And when I think about this, I'm pretty sure that the Lord has given to you many, many dreams. And, 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 and He has been like calling you for something really specific. And then life comes and life is going to hit you. And you think that everything is going to be over and, and, and that, that's it. This doesn't make sense. Why? Why God, being such a good God, is allowing me to go through this? What kind of God is the one I'm worshipping? Let me tell you that God never promised that you were going to be out of trouble all the time. But He did promise that He was going to walk with you no matter what. He promised that He was going to be with you all the time no matter what. And He promised... That He understands everything that you're going through. So I'm going to encourage you, keep pushing it. Keep doing it. You have everything you need. You have Jesus inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit. You have a calling, you have a purpose, you have identity. Life is not going to be fair. It was not fair for Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Life is going to be hard. Life is going to be difficult. But nothing can be bigger than the power of God. And if God is calling you for something, do it. Because He is with you. Third point. For me, when I see Jesus, Joseph, and Mary together, I, I, I have this special, I don't know, I don't know how to say it. It's, it's like in, in my, my heart, it's moving. I remember when I was a little kid, uh, that I was asking my grandma all the time, 
two questions. I was like, Grandma, why? Why? I see my mom working all the time. Why? Why is he? Why is she working all the time? Why? Why is she making this? I didn't use the word sacrifice, but why is she like leaving me alone all the time? I don't understand that 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 her job is like more important than being with with us. And my grandma said, "Well, she's just making a sacrifice for you, like and for us, and we need to pay bills, and we need to do that, and this and that." And I was like, "Okay, okay, grandma, but." But I have a second question. Where's my dad? Where's my dad? And then my grandma was like, the answer was the same all the time. I don't know. But don't worry about it. Because you have your mom and you have me. And then a couple of months after that, the same question all the time. And all the time and all the time. Then I understood something. Because I was asking for my dad and why my mom was not present all the time. But I understood that even with that limitation that I saw as a little kid, I had people ready to fight for me at that moment. And when I see Mary, Joseph, and Jesus together, I see the big principle of community that God wants for all of us. What is the first reaction that we see in people when they are struggling with something? Isolation. Isolation. That's why depression is increasing. That's why uh, we have many teenagers struggling with different situations in their minds. Because isolation has become the rule. If you're struggling with something, then you have to hate people and let me do it my way. Because at the end it's my life and it's not your life. Let me bring the third challenge for you. Isolation is not God's will for your life. We were created to be in community. To have this fellowship with one another. So if you're fighting, allow us to fight with you. If you're going through a difficult moment in life, the power of community can help you to recover the purpose and the vision and your identity. Together we are stronger. This is the vision for the body of Christ. No matter what. And people can come and say whatever they want to say. But in the New Testament, in the Bible, God is showing to us the power of community. Encouraging one another. Praying for one another. Being there for one another. We are a family. And if we're family, we fight together. If this year 2020... Is taking you to a place that you were not expecting at all. If this 2020 is starting with probably not the best circumstances. Or not according to your plans. Let me tell you something. Let's walk together. Let's do this together. You have a family. When we stick together, we understand the calling. Because the calling of God... It's not to make an individual more powerful or talented or to say, Oh, here's the one. Here's the Savior. Here's... No, no, no. The calling of the Lord is to understand the vision as a church. He called the church. And we are the church. Let's do this together. And one last thing that I see in this story that, that for me is, is wow, I... I 
I see something here that everybody needs to understand. Jesus is going to another land. He's a little kid with his parents. The land of Egypt. And and it's interesting because Matthew is trying to do something. Matthew is trying to like, hey, you my audience, see where he's going? Do you remember who was there suffering as slaves before? And do you remember who brought freedom? Do you remember that? Let me tell you something. What Jesus is doing, what God is doing here, is bringing the whole idea, the complete idea of the new Exodus. The first Exodus was just an illustration of God being faithful, of God being there walking with Israel, of God being present in every station of their life. They were slaves, they were um, in the desert, and then they were uh, in the promised land. And that's what we're going to face sometimes. We're going to be suffering in this land, internally, struggling, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, being confused, not knowing what to do. Then we're going to go to the desert. We're going to be kind of lost and saying, okay, where, where do I go? What is this? I'm confused. God, where are you? And one day at a time, God is giving you what you need. And sometimes you're going to be in the promised land. But even in the promised land, you have to fight your battles. It's kind of like really interesting. So what Jesus is doing here, He's showing us two things. Number one, that for every single station in our life, He already went through that. So He knows what you're going through. He fully understands what you're going through. And He's with you. He went to Egypt. Then He went through the desert. And then He went back to the promised land. Being just a little kid. Struggling. And suffering. But at the same time, knowing who He was. So you can also know who you are. And then, why is He doing this? Because the real exodus, it's about Jesus bringing freedom to everybody. Let me tell you something. The promised land is not a church. The promised land is not a place. The promised land is not a specific situation. The promised land has a name. And His name is Jesus Christ. He is our promised land. He is our freedom. He is the one who's providing everything for our spirit, our emotions, our bodies, everything all the time. And this 2020 is the perfect opportunity for you to really experience the freedom of Jesus. It's not only about the forgiveness of your sins. That's just a part of it. But it's also about being complete in Jesus. Understanding what freedom truly is. So my final invitation this morning is this. Experience the freedom of Jesus. Be ready for a new year. And no matter what, no matter what situations you're facing, no matter if you're starting the year with a new job, or if you're starting the year with no job, healthy, or not that healthy. Let me tell you something. 
the circumstances, they don't determine who you are. You are who you are because of the one who lives inside of you. The one who has given to you the Zoe life. That divine life. We are all partakers of that. And nothing, nothing can destroy that. I want to invite um, you to come forward if you need uh, prayers this, this morning. If you want to give your life to Jesus and, and want to take this challenge, the more than, than a challenge is just the time for you to say, Hey, yes, I want to walk in freedom with the Lord. I want to walk in freedom with Jesus. Then come and be baptized and you will experience the best season of your life. Not because all your problems are going to be solved, but you're going to have somebody who knows. Somebody who can walk with you. So we're going to stand, uh, going to sing, and then uh, one of the elders is going to be here to, uh, to, to pray.